This message was presented at the GYC 2016 conference, When All Has Been Heard, in Houston, Texas. For other resources like this, visit us online at www.gycweb.org. Would you have a word of prayer with me one more time? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we are your children. You know me, Father, and I need you. I ask that you fill this place with your presence and that at the end of this time together, we will never be the same again because we have met Christ. Please be with us, Father, is our prayer. Amen. I want to alert you that I'm going to make an appeal for baptism at the end of my address to you. The reason why I tell you beforehand is because I want you to make an intelligent decision. I know some of you have been in the valley of decision, and I'm going to give you an opportunity at the end of my address to make a commitment to Jesus today. You know, GYC has one vision. In the book Education, page 262, it says, this one thing we do, success in any line demands a definite aim. He who would achieve true success in life must keep steadily in view the aim worthy of his endeavors. Such a name is set before the youth of today, the heaven-appointed purpose of giving the gospel to the world in this generation is a noblest that can appeal to any human being. It opens a field of effort to everyone whose heart Christ has touched. I'm going to give you a rundown of what God has done through GYC, a brief one. Through God's grace, mercy, and help, this year alone, GYC has sent a couple of missionaries to the Middle East. We are present in six different continents, except Antarctica. We have eight different affiliates, 18 different affiliates, who have planned more than 20 major events this year alone. Countless GYCers were sent to preach full evangelistic series all over the world, including Rwanda, to support our beloved church. We have more than 500 volunteers, more than 100 of them serving here alone, spending countless hours waving flags, welcoming you, giving you water, all the way to the person who had to sign to get this convention center. All are precious in God's sight. GYC has reached the lives of thousands, including myself, and some people who are here present have been won over to the gospel because of our outreach in Weeville 2015, and they are here because of what you have done through God's grace. GYC attendees have knocked on more than half a million doors passed more than a million pieces of literature in the last five days. 
But GYC has one mission, to finish the work in this generation. And in order to fulfill this mission, we must be all in for Christ. You see, the executive committee is not GYC, though they are excellent people. The board of GYC is not GYC, though they are excellent people. Moise is not GYC. GYC is you. You are GYC. And this is your movement. And this is your time to finish the work in your generation. But we have a lot of work to do. And the work lays closest to us. There's a story of a young boy in the 1800s by the name of William. And when William was really young, his father told him, William, I'm so sorry, but I have no money to take care of you. William now was a homeless boy at the age of 16, and he decided to go to New York City to make a life for himself. There he went on a canal boat, and he would have an encounter that will change his life forever. The sea captain with a deep voice probably told William, he said, William, young boy, what are you doing here, and where are you going? William told him his story, and the only thing that William could say that he had done that was useful was make soap. The captain looked at him and said, I'll give you one advice. One day they will be the best soap maker in New York City. It might be you, it might not be you. But whatever you do, whatever you make, dedicate it to the Lord. William eventually, at the end of his life, was giving all of his money to mission work all over the world. Today, we know him as William Colgate, and some of you probably use his product in the morning. But beyond that product, William Colgate gave all of his money at the end of his life for missions. But business people are not the only people that need to be asked that question. Where are you going? What are you doing here? But prophets as well need that question. Turn your Bibles with me to 1 Kings chapter 19 and verse 13. 1 Kings chapter 19 and verse 13. First Kings chapter 19 and verse 13. And in there it reads, So it was when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him and said, What are you doing? Oh, GYC, are you following me? I know the day has been long, but you got to connect with me. He said, Jesus said, what are you doing what? Here, Elijah. And I want to ask the same question to you, GYC. What are you doing here? Where are you going? 
I hope we are not here to be entertained. We're not here to dance with the devil, but we are here to walk with God, to be men and women of God. We are here to press together, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another so much more as we see the day approaching. For we have a work to do. We must press together like never before, friend. For we today face tremendous challenges, especially as young people, young professionals. We are fighting ever the rising tide of secularism and spiritual decay, characterized by our generation's religious disengagement. We are facing the storms of division, even among our ranks in God's family. We have become polarized as a people to the point that we are spiritually naked and we don't know it. We are blind and we don't know it. We lack power and we don't seek it. We are drowning in the ocean of lukewarmness and some don't even care. GYC, what are we doing here? For if we know more how to argue than to pray like Christ, we are in trouble. If we are spending more time being consumed by the cares of the world than understanding the heart of God, there is a problem. If we as young people are pursuing a career more than a calling, we are in trouble. If we as young people know more about the issues that divide us more than the righteousness of Christ portrayed in the three angels' message whose proclamation unites us as a people of God, we are in trouble. For we are suffocating ourselves spiritually. And there's ever that constant danger of the undercurrent of selfishness that sways even the best of us into the abyss of self, of eternal distraction and impending destruction. We are in trouble, but I pray, oh, I pray. And I have a dream, and I long that we have gathered here together to face the storms in Christ's name. That is why we are here. We are here because we have gathered from all over the states, all over the world, those of you watching online, we have gathered here because we seek to meet Jesus Christ. A young boy and his family were traveling on a boat. I praise the Lord. Elder Wilson talked about a boat. I'm glad. A young boy was traveling on a boat. Unfortunately, a mighty storm came, and the boat was not able to be stable, and it lost its balance and capsized at sea. The next day, the search party came, and all they could find was a little boy. They asked the little boy, they said, boy, are you okay? The little boy looked at him and he says, Yes, sir, the rock never moved. And I tell you, friends, the Word of God has never moved. And as we face these storms together, we shall stand on the mighty rock of God.
That is why we are here. Every year, we come together looking for something profound, something radical, something significant, a purpose, a vision, a challenge. We come to be motivated and energized. We come because we want to be the changes our homes, our schools, our churches, our countries desperately need. We come to be filled more so that we can give more. We come because we are GYC. We are here to bury our idols of self, worldliness, divisiveness, and pride. And by God's grace, raise an altar of loving sacrifice, of humility, of surrender, of total devotion to our God for a remembrance throughout eternity and to raise it up here. We are here to be with Christ, to lift our mortal face and look into the face of the eternal who gave everything for you and me, who was pierced on a tree, falsely accused, persecuted, rejected, and alone. But it was worth it all for you and me. We're simply here to seek to be His disciples in mind and in heart, in action to understand, surrender, and be consumed by the greatest subject of all that is found in all of Scripture and summarized in three simple words, Christ our righteousness. It is our only hope, and we have gathered here because we thirst after righteousness. And the promise is given by a covenant God. Go with me to Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6. We are here because we hunger. We are here because we thirst. We are here because we need more. We are here because we, we in Matthew chapter 5 verse 6, you could read it with me if you have the King James Version. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be what? Filled. Take it to the bank, my friend. And I long that this promise will be fulfilled here. The young people will be in their Bibles, open up their hearts to God, where they will engage in relentless evangelism and prayer, where they will be active in their communities, winning souls visiting the orphans and the widows, the poor and the mighty men of the world, and reaching those who are in most need of the gospel, and be active in their beloved church. This is God's church, friend, and this is the apple of His eye. I long that this will be the generation that will finish the work in our generation. Amen. You know, I want to share with you my heart. I grew up in a beautiful Adventist home. I was a missionary kid. I'm glad I have no worldly attainments, only Jesus. That is all that I have. 
But my freshman year of college, I started to struggle with my faith. Not because my parents had done something, but some of you might understand what I was going through. I was asking questions, and I came to a point where I started to question my identity and my faith. I realized that my faith could not depend anymore upon my parents or my friends. I had to either choose the world or the Word. And I, by God's grace, said, Lord, I am going to give you a chance. I thought I knew God, but I didn't know God. I told God that I would read His Word, not only just to read, but to obey the Word. There's a big difference, friends. So I started to read, and the first verse in the Word of God says what? In the beginning what? God created. I hope you understand those words. In the beginning God created. And I say, Lord, if I put you first in my life, you could recreate in me a new heart, a new mind, a new purpose, a new life. I started to read the Bible through and through to the point that some pages were about to fall off. You could ask my wife someday about my Bible. But I don't say that to boast, but I say that to say to you how precious those words are in the Word. I started to pour myself into reading the spirit of prophecy like nothing else. I know there's a lot of people that have questions about the spirit of prophecy, but friend, look at this. You need all the lights you need to finish this journey in victory. God spoke. The Bible is clear. Don't be afraid to read the spirit of prophecy. For even her herself, she said, if we understood our Bibles as we should, we would have no need for her writing. But friend, it is a blessing. And I poured my life into reading her writings. And I can tell you that I love the Word even more than ever before. For we are a spectacle before men and angels. At the cross is where we must be found. We are now called and chosen and ought to be faithful. For when all has been heard, may the Word have seen a reflection of the true character of God, a Spirit-filled life for through you and I in this generation. For truly judgment has come, friends. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. Therefore, my friends, seek Him while He may be found. You know, I feel your pain. I know some of you don't want to be here. I know some of you are here because of your parents. I know some of you probably are questioning your faith, and maybe some of you have even plans to leave the church after GYC. But I tell you, friend, we are great sinners, but God is a great Savior.
Do not resist the wooing of the Holy Spirit in your heart, but be wooed by God. For God is truly coming, and God loves you to the uttermost. GYC, I ask you the question again. What are you doing here, and where are you going? I want to share with you, to conclude, I want to share with you a response from a young person like you, who decided to reply to this question, where are you, what are you doing here, and where are you going? And this was the reply of this young person, a young person like you and I, who paid the ultimate price for his response. And on that night before he was martyred, here are the words that he wrote. It's called the Fellowship of the Unashamed. I am part of the Fellowship of the Unashamed. The die has been cast. I have stepped over the line. The decision has been made, and I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. I won't look back, let up, slow down, back away, or be still. My past is redeemed, my present makes sense, and my future is secure. I am finished and done with low living, sight walking, small planning, smooth knees, colorless dreams, small giving, dwarf goals. I no longer need preeminence prosperity, position, promotion, plundits, or popularity. I now live by presence, lean by faith, love by patience, lift by prayer, and labor by power. My pace is set, my gaze is fat, my goal is heaven. My road is narrow, my way is rough. My companion few, my guide reliable, my mission is clear. I cannot be bought, compromised, deterred, lured away, turned back, deluded, or delayed. I will not flinch in the face of sacrifice, hesitate in the presence of adversity. Never shade at the table of the enemy, ponder at the pool of popularity, or mediander in the maze of mediocrity. I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. I must go until heaven returns, give until I drop, preach until all know, and work until He comes. And when He comes to get His own, He will have no problem recognizing me. My colors will be clear. My colors will be clear. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. For the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, my friend, the just shall live by faith.
I want to appeal to your heart. And if you want to join this fellowship of the unashamed and say, I am here because God is here. If you want to join this fellowship, I'll ask you to stand with me. And as you stand with me, you are saying, Lord, I want to be part of this fellowship of the unashamed. I want to be all in for Christ. I want to finish this work. Friend, I want you to think before you stand up. For this is calling for your life. It is calling for you to be all in for Christ. If you're saying, Lord, I thrust myself in your hands. I am all yours. Take me. Take me. I have a second appeal as well. And this appeal is if you want to take it a step further. If you would like to take a public stand for God and be unashamed to make your decision for Him, like this young man, and be baptized, I will invite you to come to the front. And as my friends here will sing a song, as you come to the front, there will be people here ready for you that will scan your badges to make sure that we follow up with you. As they are singing, I invite you to come to the front for now is the time to walk with God and dedicate ourselves to the Lord, to be all in. All of you here standing, you are making a statement to God before men and angels that from this place, you are Christ and Christ alone. Pray with me as we ask the Lord to seal our decision. Dear Heavenly Father, your Holy Spirit is in this place. People have made eternal decisions for you. Lord, we consecrate them. We ask, Father, that you will fill them with your Holy Spirit and keep the evil one away, Father. Help us to be all in for you, Lord, and help us to be unashamed of the gospel. I pray for all of my friends here that when all has been heard, we will hear the voice of our Savior saying, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Welcome into the joy of the Lord. Father, we long to see you face to face. Fill us with your Holy Spirit, for in you we depend. Amen. This message was presented at the GYC 2016 conference, When All Has Been Heard, in Houston, Texas. GYC, a supporting ministry of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, seeks to inspire young people to be Bible-based, Christ-centered, and soul-winning Christians. For other resources like this, visit us online at www.gycweb.org.